This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com. Hi, this is Rob Bartlett, one of the original hosts of WWF Monday Night Raw and one of the top 10 worst wrestling announcers in history. You're listening to the Monday Night Project. Here's your host, Luke Jennings. Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the Monday Night Project. I am as always your host Mr Luke Jennings here to welcome you to the 10th episode of our weekly look at Monday Night Raw. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast where you will get news of this podcast and our other podcast that comes out on a Saturday, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Both are available on all good podcast suppliers through our network, which is the Place to Be Nation, Wrestling Nation, which you can follow on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Great shows such as Talking WCW, NWA, Saturday Special, PTBN's main event, and many, many other great shows that come out on a daily basis. So head over there for the place to be a wrestling network. Last week on Monday Night Raw, we saw what should be a legendary tag team, boogers, beatdowns, and much, much more. This week, we are covering the uh, one-hour edition of the Summer Slam Spectacular. This is the 23rd of August, 1993. The full edition of the show aired the previous night on the USA Network, and that sh- the, the matches... So I don't know what we're going to see. So the matches for the whole thing are Yokozuna versus Jim Duggan, Razor Ramon versus Blake Beverly, Marty Jannetty versus Dwayne Gill, Shawn Michaels defending the Intercontinental title against Bob Backlund, the Smoking Guns and Tatonka go against Reno Riggins, Barry Horwitz and the Brooklyn Brawler, and in a steel cage match, WWF Tag Team Champions Rick and Scott Steiner will be defending those titles against Money Inc., don't want to give too much away, so I don't know what's happening, so I didn't want to give you results. But that is that was the card. We're going to be seeing the one-hour edition here on Monday. Next week, we will be covering three matches from the 1993 edition of the SummerSlam. The SummerSlam, so like Bret Hart now. Um, where we'll be watching the Intercontinental title match, Mr. Perfect versus Shawn Michaels. We will be watching the WWF Tag Team title match. Uh, potentially <laughs> the Steiner Brothers versus the Heavenly Bodies and the World Wrestling Federation title match between Lex Luger and Yokozuna elsewhere in the wrestling world on the 18th of August WCW held its 24th edition of the Class of Champions 8,903 packed out the Ocean Centre down there in Daytona Beach, Florida as they saw Arn Anderson and Paul Roma defeat Steve Austin and Steve Regal to win the WCW Tag Team titles Steve Regal is... Um, Substituting for Brian Pillman. Two Cold Scorpio beat Bobby Eaton. Johnny B. Bad beat Max Payne. Rick Steamboat pinned Paul Orndorff to win the WCW television title. Sting and Ric Flair teamed up to face the uh, face and beat Awesome and King Kong. Road Warrior Hawk and Dustin Rhodes beat the Equalizer and Rick Rude. And in the main event, WCW World Champion Vader pinned 
Davy Boy Smith. On the 20th of August, Smoky Mountain Wrestling held the K-Town Showdown in Knoxville, Tennessee, Civic Coliseum, drawing 2,780. They saw Bobby Blaze defeat the Dirty White Boy. Tim Horner beat Chris Candido via disqualification in a loser-must-wear-a-diaper match. Smoky Mountain champion Brian Lee pinned the Mongolian Stomper. The Big Boss Man pinned Kevin Sullivan in a singer-poor spike match. The Bruise Brothers beat the Rock and Roll Express, and they beat Scott and Steve Armstrong, and they beat the Heavenly Bodies in a Four Corners tag match. And the main event saw the Big Boss Man as a special guest referee for Bob Armstrong, beating Jim Cornette in a Lumberjacks with Tennis Rackets match. The next night, the 24th, 24th, the 21st of August, Jesus Christ, 21st of August, 1993, Rings held their Battle Dimension show in the Tokyo Bay Arena. No, sorry, Rings, Battle Dimension, Tokyo Bay Area Circuit 3 in Yokohama, Japan. Yokohama Arena, 11,500, saw... Um, some people that I don't know Willie Williams uh, Volk Han, Chris Dolman Willie Peters I'm guessing it's, uh, I think w- w- Rings was um, sort of uh, UFC before UFC was a thing I think, I don't entirely know I know this promotion though, the FMW held a summer, summer spectacular in Osaka, Japan in the arena held, which held three third. 36,223 as they saw Masato Tanaka pinning Mr. Chin. Koji Nakagawa defeated Chiyaki Matsuyami. Combat Toyota, Shark Sakura, Sakura and Crusher Midomari pinned Komiko Matsuda, Kiyaki Iwami and Nurse Nakamura. Little Frankie pinned Tomizuro Sonokai, Sonokaki. Ricky Fuji defeated Mercio. Yashi Kurino pinned Yuki Nabina. Terry Boy, Atsuti and Atsushi Onita Jr. defeated Cockroaches 1 and 2. <laughs> Megumi Kuda and Miwa Saito defeated Aja Kong and Karyo Ito. Great Suzuki, Takamichinoku and Battle Ranger beat Super Delphin, Jinsuke Shinzaki and Grand Naniwa. Big Titan... Uh, would be he would become fake razor he and gladiator i.e mike awesome beat ketsui udi and sambo asaki in a street fight ketsu uda defeated leon spinks terry funk and tarzan goto defeated the sheik and sabu in a stretcher match and the main event was atsushi onita pinning mr pogo in an exploding ring no rope barbed wire match to win the first fmw brass nux title Whew. um i've said this last week i Butcher names. I do apologise for anyone who's takes offence in anything that I try and butcher. I mean it by no um, difficulty. I struggle with English, as many of you will know. Um, if you want to hear someone absolutely just roll off Spanish names, Mexican names, uh, Japanese names, please listen to Between the Sheets with uh, Chris Elner and David Spixenspan every Monday. They cover this week in history. So they're covered um, 1999, 1995, 1996, think last week they did 1987 uh yeah they covered the end of january 1987 they basically used the observer the torch any wrestling dirt sheets if you will they basically look through them and go so Meltzer said this 
because uh, obviously now you can use hindsight so they said like Meltzer said this and oh actually this happened or vice versa so between the sheets great podcast um, they last anywhere between four and a half and six and a half hours so they're a, they're a, um, a multiple listen podcast if you're busy working or something like that and then on this day on the 23rd of August 1993 Memphis Tennessee Midhouse South Coliseum so Jeff Jarrett pinned the Vampire Warrior to win the USWA Southern title. Jerry Lawler pinned Paul Neighbors, seconded by Vince McMahon in a stretcher match. Lex Luger pinned Yokozuna. This is the um, middle of the summer of 1993, which saw USWA Memphis, or if you want to call it, feuding with the WWF. Uh, this was the first reincarnation of the Mr. McMahon character. Um, it's all over YouTube and stuff. You can just search it. If you just search like Vince McMahon Memphis, you'll find it. Um, Jerry Lawler, Owen Hart went, Bret Hart went. They all sort of feuded with Jerry Lawler. And obviously, in the WWF, Jerry Lawler's the heel. You go to Memphis. Bret Hart's the heel, so that works like that kind of thing. I think it's got another couple of weeks left in it, but it's um it's a pretty decent little feud. Um, so that's happening in Memphis. So without further ado, let's head down to the USWA network and see what the Summer Slam Spectacular has in store for us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 10 of the Monday Night Project. Please enjoy. You're watching USA, America's favorite cable network. Rick Steiner, just about over the top. Oh, Scotty's in trouble. Scotty in big trouble. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right off the top of the tape. Please welcome The Undertaker. Undertaker, 6'10", 325. A lot of unanswered questions I'm sure Mean Gene will address. That's where we're seeing footage of what happened. So I'm guessing we're going to be seeing some of these matches. Sounds like we've got Gorilla Monsoon and Jim Ross on the call, which is going to be fun. It's time for the Summer Slam Spectacular! This is not Monday Night Raw. What this is, is the one-hour Summer Slam Spectacular. Hello, everyone. I'm Vince McMahon, joined by Bobby the Brain Heenan. And tonight, you're going to see a steel cage matchup involving the tag team champions, the Steiner Brothers, defending the title on the one-hour Spectacular against Money Incorporated. The former tag team champions. The title is on the line inside of a steel cage. You know, and there are no winners with a steel cage match. I mean, you feel it for months. You can feel it for a year. It can end careers. It's the most grueling. It's the most dangerous match in World Wrestling Federation. I've been in a lot of cages, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't want no part of it. Speaking of grueling, that would lead us to the matchup with Yoko Zuna, the WWF champion, squaring off against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. See that spot on the rug right here? Well, there's going to be a big 300-pound spot like that in the middle of the ring. That's where they're going to have to clean up and pick up what's left of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Plus, you're also going to see in the one-hour spectacular an exclusive interview, the final episode of just who is Lex Luger, a very candid look at the man who could very well be the next World Wrestling Federation champion. He has his opportunity one week from tonight on the pay-per-view spectacular SummerSlam. Only one opportunity, though. Thanks to Mr. Jim Cornette. One shot, make the best of it. All right, let's get you now to tag team action. The following contest is for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship. And it will be held 
to think, explaining the rules. Both team members have to go over the top rope. No pinfalls, no submissions, anything like that. Both team members have to go over the top of the cage. So at one point, this match is going to be a handicap match. This is uh, this was taped the same night as last week's Raw. So this was taped on the 16th of August from the Poughkeepsie Mid-Hudson Civic Centre. And we possibly may have adverts. We've got the uh, that Levi jeans advert again with the weird kids doing things. You can't see gasoline vapors but they are very dangerous. Gasoline is a motor fuel, not a cleaner. Don't put your family in danger by using gasoline indoors and keep it away from your children. If you use gasoline in your home, your dreams for the future can change in a flash. Keep gasoline tightly sealed and away from your children because what you can't see can kill you. Back to school shopping. Oh, perfect. Too shiny. Perfect. Too flat. No way. You look like a perfect little gentleman. Gentleman? Don't make that face at me. Ma, now can we go to Foot Locker? For back-to-school shopping that's perfect, get over to Foot Locker today. Is this fresh or what? Like a perfect little gentleman? Whoa! Back-to-school shopping at Foot Locker, where it all begins. Did you tell him to say that? Uh-uh, not me. If you want to see some really dramatic views, just head straight down this road. The Hot Stars, The Big Hits, USA Network Movies. Was Mike Dixon's upset of Alex Garcia just luck? Does Phil Jackson have the knockout power to reach the top? The stakes are high when Budweiser presents USA Tuesday Night Fights tomorrow. Welcome back, everyone, to the SummerSlam Spectacular. Money Inc. in the cage. They're going to challenge for the WWF Tag Titles. And here come the champs. Steiner Brothers enter the cage. The Monday Night Raw uh, symbols are all over the arena still. They couldn't be bothered to take them down, I guess. All four men at the ring at the same time. No tags. It's basically a Texas Tornado tag match, if you will, if you're an old school uh, fan. And the bell is rung, and we are underway. Steiner Brothers wearing their multicoloured singlets, yellow boots, Ted DiBiase, black trunks, black boots, Erwin Arshoster with his uh, shirt and braces on. Steiner Brothers work over DiBiase as Erwin Arshoster tries to climb over the top rope, which isn't a bad idea because it would be uh, it would be advantageous to the Steiner Brothers possibly, as it would then be two on one, so you've got to look at it both ways. They're trying to stop IRS and that allows Ted DiBiase to go over the other side, but they both... They yank down IRS and then go after Ted DiBiase. 
Oh, we're now choice to now with Rick. And Scott with Ted. Oh, this one's going to be difficult to follow, but hopefully uh, we will do our best. Oh, big shot there by IRS. He and Scott Steiner know each other well from their time in WCW. Feuded, they were in the Varsity Club, and then Rick Steiner feuded with the Varsity Club, which Owen Archer was a member of, as Mike Rotunda. Rick's now trying to climb up to the top of the cage. Both Steiner brothers are trying to climb to the top, but they are stopped. Ted has grabbed Scott by the leg, tries to pull him down. This is the first time in a long time it has been a uh, still cage match in the WWF. Uh, possibly SummerSlam 19 with Rick Rude and Albert Warrior. Definitely, they may have had some on the house shows, but this is this is the first I can remember since must be SummerSlam 90. But uh, so we're in for a treat here on uh, the SummerSlam Spectacular one-hour edition. Oh, Moon over Miami there with a. Uh, Rick and Ted. Scott is trying to stop IRS from going over the uh, top of the cage. A very uh, fast-paced and chaotic match this is. They've got him by his tie. They've got him by the tie. Oh. Ted now coming over to work back over to Rick. Scott now working on IRS. Oh, great to hear Jim Ross and Gorilla Monsoon on the call. They would um, work together on WWF radio. I think they probably are SummerSlam. I think they do SummerSlam as well because I think Jim Ross. They get Jim Ross to call the Smoky Mountain stuff because he obviously worked there and he knows the, the sort of. The, it's a different kind. It's like portrayed as a different type of wrestling that Jim Ross knows. Oh, Scott dropped over the top rope. Ghoulies first. We've got a timeout. Coming up, adverts are plenty. Ted DiBiase over the top, halfway over the top of the cage. Eggs, bacon, a stack of pancakes, and coffee. Don't forget about Wendy's new Big Bacon Classic. Oh, yeah, uh, just coffee. You'll spoil your lunch, fellas. It's a whole quarter pound of fresh beef, cheese, lots of toppings. How many? Three big strips of bacon. Introducing Wendy's Big Bacon Classic. If you've got a big appetite for big bacon cheeseburgers, this is it. But remember, come hungry. You didn't finish. Uh, I'm full. You ate breakfast, didn't you? Yes. Problems. 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 Solutions, solutions, solutions. Pour gum out fuel system cleaners right in your gas tank, and with just one tank full, you'll get better engine performance, performance, performance. Gum out solutions to engine problems from the people at Pennzoil. Property owners, looking for a better way to mow and maintain all those overgrown off-lawn areas on your property? Take down this important number for free details on the all-new Troy-built Sickle Bar Mower, now with power steering. Inside, you'll discover how the all-new Troy-built sickle bar charges through tough, wiry field grass, cuts through the thickest underbrush like a hot knife through butter, takes on rugged, overgrown hillsides without losing traction. Even standing saplings and woody brush are no match for the scissor-action Troy-built sickle bar mower. 
Plus, the Troy-built Sickle Bar Mower is fast. With a new 42-inch cutting blade, you'll make quick work of even the biggest jobs. And with our new power steering, maneuvering's a snap. So for free details on the all-new Troy-built Sickle Bar Mower, call toll-free today. For complete details on the all-new Troy-built Sickle Bar Mower, including your free full-color catalog, call toll-free 1-800-453-8500. That's 1-800-453-8500. Call today. We are back from commercial break and Scott Steiner is on the outside. Scott Steiner has escaped the cage, which means it's now 2-1-1. Scott Steiner now trying to get back in. Scott Steiner's back in. This is the second time he's been outside, apparently. So I don't know what's going on here, but he's, he's been allowed to come back in. IRS now going to the outside. IRS is on the other side of the cage. Can Scott stop him? IRS trying to traverse the cage and he's out. IRS is out. IRS is out. He's now trying to get Ted uh, over the top. Ted DiBiase's got one leg over the top. He's one. We are one leg away from new tag team champions. The Steiner brothers have got Ted DiBiase on the inside of the ring and IRS has got him on the outside. Steiner Brothers win that tug of war. They've now got Ted DiBiase back in the ring. Ted DiBiase now caught up in the ropes and in the cage. Steiner Brothers are saying this Ricks wants to leave the ring. Scott wants to continue the punishment. Stomping away now on Ted DiBiase as he's hung upside down in the tree of woe. They're still hung up. Steiner Brothers look like they're going to go outside. IRS is now climbing back in as the Steiner Brothers climb out. What's going on? Steiner Brothers. Oh, they stalled. They stalled a bit there. And IRS is now back in the ring. And all four men are now back in the ring. This is very confusing. Surely now, since... Yeah, I, I, I've got no idea. You can see why this, these uh, tag match, these tag steel cage matches, didn't happen uh, very often because they are very confusing. Rick's now escaped the clutches of IRS, and he is now going to the outside. Rick Steiner is now out. Scott is still in, but technically Scott has been out already, so God knows what's happening. Like we said, you can see why these didn't happen, I don't think, ever again until uh, modern times. Money Incorporated very uh, happy with their two-on-one work. McStone is now climbing back in the ring. Bill Alfonso is on the outside. You can see Rick being Rick's very tired. Oh, oh double Steiner line there by Scott. All Scott's got to do now is climb over the top rope. Rick's already on the outside. But he took a beating from the Money Inc. there. As he got whipped into the ropes, he he's back hit on the steel cage. Crowd here in Poughkeepsie. Getting behind the Steiner brothers, brother. 
Scott trying to get up. All three men are down. Rick's on the outside. Scott's up to his knees. Deviossi's up to his knees. Deviossi's going to try and stop Scotty from climbing the cage. Everyone's in slow motion. Scott's now on the second rope. Deviossi following him up. IRS now as well, beating him up. Two on one. Rick's on the outside. IRS goes to the other side of the ring as he now climbs over the top as well. So we've got one member of each team on the outside. Irwin's now climbing down. He's caught by uh, Rick though. Rick's got him on his shoulders as he climbs the cage. Dibiossi's on the outside, Dibiossi's on the outside of the cage, Dibiossi's on the outside of the cage. Dibiossi has touched the floor. All Shoyster has got to do is fall on the floor and he, they have won the tag team titles. Dibiossi now attacking Rick from behind. Scott's climbing over the top, Scott's climbing over the top. This is going to be a close one. All Dib all Shoyster, ah, oh, the Steiner brothers win, the Steiner brothers win. Ah. What a finish there, very clever finish to that match. The rest of the match was a bit of a clusterfuck to the rules, but that was a great finish. The winners and still the tag team champions, the Steiner Brothers. What an unbelievable tag team matchup that was. The title up for grabs in the steel cage. Money Incorporated had their shot. And I wonder, Bobby Heenan, if it wasn't their final shot. I just wonder what this match has done to Money Incorporated. Money Incorporated going into SummerSlam one week from tonight in single competition. Could this have been the last effort that we would ever see Money Incorporated together? You got Razor Ramon knocking on Ted DiBiase's door. And perhaps the one, two, three kid will embarrass... Erwin R. Shyster one week from tonight. Yeah, right. Speechless, aren't you? Well, they you are, know, too. Well, you know what happened? In, in a tag situation, uh, I don't know what condition the Steiners are going to be in. I don't know how they feel right now. I'm talking about the Steiners. But I'm telling you about Money, Inc. Now they're in single matches at SummerSlam. Are they going to be demoralized? They have to work as a team, but they can't. I don't know how much this took out of them. It does not look good for Money, Inc. does not look good at all. Well, then again, how much did this take out of the Steiner brothers was... Jim Cornette sort of uh, behind the scenes, if you would, with Money, Inc. Is Money, Inc. softening up the Steiner Brothers? And then Steiner Brothers, one week from tonight at SummerSlam, lose the title to this, this, this tag team coming on the scene that's so abruptly. The heavenly bodies. You know, I never thought of That's a good point. I bet you Jim Cornette was involved in this. Jim Cornette operates like that. My hat goes off to you, Jim Cornette. I think the heavenly bodies are going to walk out of SummerSlam as the WWF champion. Stranger things than that have Boy, happened in the WWF for sure. see that again. All right, well, before you see that, standing by right now, ladies and gentlemen, with commentary, Jim Cornette and oh. the heavenly bodies. Where is, oh, he's here. 
One week from now, Steiner Brothers, you're going to meet your maker at the hands of the heavenly bodies. You see, I know it's right there in Detroit, Michigan, your own home state. But you're just like that Detroit auto industry. You know those big, inefficient, clunky, American-made cars? Well, the heavenly bodies are those streamlined, aerodynamic, fuel-efficient foreign imports, brother. And any woman will tell you that they get a lot of mileage to the gallon. So what you better get ready for, Steiner Brothers, is the fight of your life. We can't out-wrestle you. No, you're big amateurs. But we can't out-fight you, and we can't outsmart you. And what's more, we can outlast you, brother. Right, Jimbo? You're exactly <laughs> right. Steiner Brothers, they may call you champ for short, but after SummerSlam, all your friends and family, they'll be calling you chumps. <laughs> After most meals and snacks, plaque pH can fall to levels where acid starts attacking teeth. These attacks can last up to two hours, increasing the risk of damage to your tooth enamel. That's when chewing extra sugar-free gum can help. When you chew for 20 minutes, the chewing action produces and distributes more of your mouth's natural defense, saliva, which helps neutralize acid within minutes. So in addition to regular dental care, after eating, chew Wrigley's extra sugar-free gum, because chewing helps nature fight the acid attack. Mixed nuts never give you enough of your favorite nuts, but new Fisher favorites are all favorites. Pecans, almonds, peanuts, lightly coated with luscious flavors. Toffee, honey glaze, praline, plus large whole cashews, so... That's my favorite. No, that's my favorite. Every nut is your favorite. New Fisher favorites. Mrs. Stone's kitchen, we've secretly replaced Jimmy's usual Pop-Tart with a Pillsbury toaster strudel. Let's see if he notices. Whoa, what's this? It's a Pillsbury toaster strudel. It's like a Pop-Tart. But better. It's got flaky crust, juicy filling. And check the icing. Where'd this come from? From your grocer's freezer. Cool. It's Pillsbury toaster strudel. Something better just popped up. Yeah. Ooh, great backpack. Looks like five-star first gear. She's checking me out big time. The notebooks are great, too. I think she's in love. That binder could really get me together. She's mesmerized by my bulging biceps. And nylon is so strong. I'm the man of her dreams. Oh, he's got first gear. I'll have to fight him off with a stick. Five-star first gear from Mead. A great way to carry yourself. Welcome back to more of the one-hour SummerSlam spectacular yet to come. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan against Yokozuna. Also on hand, The Undertaker. We're going to hear comments as well from a whole host of other individuals, including Lex Luger, perhaps the next World Wrestling Federation champion. Well, you know, he's a very smart man. He's no dummy. He's an educated man. He has a tremendous physique. He's got a lot going for him. He thinks he slammed Yokozuna July 4th on the Intrepid. We he all know he just hip-locked him. Wait, 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 wait. He's got one opportunity to do it. And you better make the most of it, Luger, because I've had it up to here with you, your bus, and the waving of those little flags. Did you hear what Jim Cornette had to say? What? About who? Who? When? About Lex Luger on the hotline. No, I missed that. You, you missed the SummerSlam hotline? Well, yeah, I was, I was out, I was doing something. I was helping on orphanage. Go pick up a phone, Bobby Heenan. Dial the number, the SummerSlam hotline number. Dial 1-900-420-SLAM. And even for you, Bobby Heenan, the cost is reasonable. The call only costs 99 cents a minute. 
Kids, if you're dialing, you must be at least 18 years old or have your parents' permission before calling. Bobby Heenan, you, everyone can participate in the special Summer Slam vote line. You can hear daily interviews with Jim Ross and the WWF superstars. And Bobby Heenan, have you played the championship challenge game? No, I haven't. How do you play that? Or do you play it? It's on the hotline. Even you have an opportunity to pin Yokozuna by playing the challenge game. Nobody can pin Yokozuna. Oh, Max Luger can pin Yokozuna. Maybe you think he can, and maybe the guy with the red, white, and blue stovepipe hat thinks he can, but I guarantee you Yokozuna knows he can. Get me a phone, I'll play it. Well, you Get know all about the phone, Bobby. Take it easy, will you? Take it easy, will you? Stirrups. Stirrups. Bobby Heenan, uh, rumor has it that, that you were dialing the hotline during the last pay-per-view here in the WWF. During the King of the Ring pay-per-view, we were told you were dialing the hotline and you were listening in, getting some uh, sort of insights, if you would, during the conference call. Some of the questions that were being asked of the WWF superstars and their commentary and whatever sort of made you look like you're smarter than you really are, right? Well, no, I am smarter than I look. I mean, I'm not smarter than I look. I'm smarter than I are, but well, you know what I mean. But what, the thing is, I love the eavesdrop. I mean, I you love both, the listen. I have you to You can scooped. eavesdrop again if you want to because the SummerSlam hotline is going to be open during SummerSlam. And Bobby Heenan, you can dial in. You know what? I mean, I can't imagine how you'd be broadcasting and asking a superstar a question at the same time. I guess, yeah, that could be done, yeah. My brain, I can do it. Get you me a phone. I can do it. You Trust can do me, anything, I can right? do it. I can do anything. I see. Well, Bobby Heenan, are you aware of, uh, changing your subject here completely, are you aware that 7% of the population here in the United States actually believes that Elvis Presley is alive? Well, 7% of the population here are ignorant. Of those 7%, one of them is Jim, uh, Jerry Glanville, the coach of the Atlanta Falcons football team. you calling team. Jerry Glanville ignorant? Well, if you want to, you can. He doesn't care. I didn't call him ignorant. Well, he's a cowboy. He's a dummy. He, that's, you can call him ignorant. Anyway, he leaves tickets for Elvis Presley. Wouldn't be too smart teams in the last place. But he, if he leaves tickets for Elvis Presley at every football game, and Elvis never shows up. Now Elvis is riding around with the real king, Jerry Lawler. Toot toot, isn't that something? Elvis Presley has shown up with the self-professed king. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the King's Court. Hey, you heard that birds of a feather flock together? Well, so do kings. Here we are, two of them. Two of the real deals right here. King, I want to welcome you to the King's Court. Well, I want to thank you. I want to talk for just a second about this beautiful car. This is the real deal right here. What, what year Cadillac is this? I bought this car in 1959 as a gift for my mama. For your mama? Hey, do you realize that Bret Hart's mama was already 70 years old when this car was made? <laughs> hey, speaking of Bret Hart, he is going around the country trying to impersonate the king of wrestling. Now, you know as well as anyone how it feels to be impersonated by these imposters. Doesn't it make you hot? Let me tell you something, man. It makes me real hot. I've seen people impersonate me all my life, and it's not right. I don't think, it, I don't think they're doing me justice. And I know a lot about impersonators. I was just having lunch with my good friend JFK the other day. Right. You know, we were talking about the girl we were dating, Marilyn. You know what I mean? Hey, oh. yeah. And they were both telling me how they don't like it when they see their imposters around. And I don't like it when I see mine. But Jerry Lawler, I must ask you one thing. How do you feel when you see somebody like Brett the Hitman Hart impersonating the, the king of wrestling? I don't, I, how do you feel about that, man? I'm going to tell you something, king. It makes my blood boil. It makes my blood boil to see 
Brett the Hitman Hart try to take the shortcut to success by copying me? Well, let me tell you something, Hitman. It ain't gonna work. There's only one king in the World Wrestling Federation, and you're looking at him right now. I'll tell you what, at SummerSlam, I'm gonna break you in half. And I guarantee you, King, he will never, he will never try to impersonate the real king again, will he? He'll never be, he won't even be impersonating a wrestler after That's SummerSlam. Right. Tell you what, let's take a ride right now. Let's take a ride to SummerSlam, what do you say? You got it. <laughs> Come on, King. Well, folks, that's a real pair to draw to uh, a pair of jerks in my book. And anyway, standing by is Brett the Hitman Hart. And Brett, you have absolutely got to be tired of hearing about Jerry the King Lawler. Well, to tell you the truth, Jim, Jerry Lawler's crossed the line that nobody's ever crossed before. He's gone way too far. I don't mind stepping in the ring. I don't mind doing my own battles with, with anybody, but I really hate it when somebody tries to drag my family in. That's when it gets too personal, especially my mother and father. You know, Jerry Lawler, to sit here, to stand here and describe how much, how much anger and frustration I'm gonna take out on you would be impossible. But I can promise you one thing. The match I'm gonna have with you at the SummerSlam is not gonna be fancy. It is not gonna be pretty. It is gonna be a mutilation. My mother and my father, I told them, I said, don't even bother to come down to the SummerSlam. You're not going to want to see what I do to Jerry Lawler. But you know what my mother and father said? They want to be there. They are going to be there. They want to watch me destroy Jerry Lawler. I'm going to have all kinds of my brothers, my sisters, my family, my friends. They're going to be scattered all over the SummerSlam because they want to see what I'm going to do to Jerry Lawler. I am going to obliterate this guy. Jerry Lawler. You made one big fatal mistake. You dragged my family into this, and you were gonna pay for it big time in the SummerSlam. And I don't care what kind of friends you surround yourself with, you'll always be just a bogus, phony king. Well, I guess it's pretty safe to say that the matchup between the two kings is not gonna be a very pretty sight. Speaking of not being a pretty sight, that would also lead us into another extraordinary matchup at SummerSlam, the rest in peace match involving The Undertaker and his opponent, the eight foot, 400 pound giant Gonzalez. You know, eventually The Undertaker's gonna meet Elvis Presley face on. He's gonna meet a lot of people like Winston Churchill, George Washington, a whole bunch of people. He keeps messing with the giant Gonzalez. What is an RIP match? You don't know what a rest in peace match is? No, I don't. Do let's, you? Let's take you to Mean Gene Okerlund and the special interview. You should know. Please welcome the Undertaker. Wait, wait a minute. Well, I can't see my notes, but I know what I want to say. The lights have gone out in the arena, and the Undertaker makes his way through the neon entranceway. Hopefully, we get an explanation of what a rest in peace match will be. <coughs> Mr. Hughes took the urn of the Undertaker back in June, I believe it was at the King of the Ring, and uh, he has been calling out the Undertaker. But it is a returning Giant Gonzalez who will be facing the Undertaker at SummerSlam. Giant Gonzalez infamous, famously, famously debuted the 1993 Royal Rumble, coming in and annihilating the Undertaker. They then had a match at WrestleMania 9. And since then, Giant Gonzalez hasn't really been seen. It's when the Undertaker takes your flesh and drives his hand deep into your carcass and extracts every living organ that you have. And before, before this night is finished, 
When I return to the depths of the dark side, I will possess the soul of one giant, Gonzalez. Well, we haven't seen the Undertaker since he wrestled Samu back in June. And here comes John Gonzalez now down to the ring, mullet and all, in his uh, in his bodysuit. No Harvey Wilberman. Oh, Harvey Wilberman is there, I do apologise. John Gonzalez steps over the top rope with ease. He and Undertaker are going face to face. This time, you won't get up. This time, you rest in peace. Rest in peace. Missy peace. Undertaker now taking off his coat. John Gonzalez backing away. Undertaker taking off his hat. Harvey Whipperman exiting the ring. John Gonzalez exiting the ring. They just, they just leave. And that is it. So they uh, are going to go have their match at the Summer, at the summer Slam. And I'm pretty sure that's it for the John Gonzalez. He was obviously in WCW before this as El, El Elegante. I say Elegante. He was uh, he feuded with the one-man gang. That's really all he really did. He wanted uh, he challenged Ric Flair a couple of times to the NWA title, or sort of the World Heavyweight title, but never got anywhere. And then he came here in early 1993. When is a stamp not just a stamp? Stamp, this is a legend. When is a stamp not just a stamp? A stamp is more than a stamp when it's worth hanging on to. When it means something to you. But stamps you want to hang on to don't hang around your post office long. So call for this free catalog. You'll find this year's best stamps, past favorites you might have missed, plus great gift ideas. Call for our free catalog now. So when is a stamp not just a stamp? When is a stamp not just a stamp? When it's Broadway! New Broadway musical stamps, now appearing at your post office for a short run only. Or call for our free catalog. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Icapro, you've got to want it. G.I. Joe! It's good versus evil, and this time the battle's bigger than ever! G.I. Joe figures and vehicles sold separately. Chips! Ah. Gotta have beef, gotta have spice, need a little excitement. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! We're back with more of the spectacular, and speaking of spectacular, well, the comments of Lex Luger 
are just that. They have been spectacular, Bobby Heenan. They have been candid, very straightforward, and from the heart. Take a look now, if you would, the last installment on just who is Lex Luger. Vince doing his utmost to put Lex Luger over as much as possible. I've been in Japan. I've traveled to that country. I know the people. I have nothing but respect for what they've accomplished, their technology, their business acumen. I have nothing at all against the Japanese race. I certainly don't think that Yokozuna or Mr. Fuji are in any shape, form, or manner representative of the Japanese race. But I will put them in that category. You're right, because Yokozuna is not even Japanese. Hawaiian, brother. Or Samoan, whatever. Samoan, I believe. And I don't think he has any respect for either our country or the rest of other wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm bound to determine, no matter what I do, is that from the first time I saw Yokozuna, is to teach him, I said, that guy needs to learn some respect. Well, all I can remember, I had on collision on my motorcycle on a two-lane road going around 55 mile per hour, which was the speed limit. And I came back to in the hospital room. All I remember is the specialist who'd been called in uh, an orthopedic surgeon standing over me. I had my best friend standing over me to my left. And uh, for some reason, I guess they, the doctor feels like he can't hear something. His best friend, Billing Sting. She told me that I would never have use of my arm again. After something like that, it's a real emotional roller coaster. And uh, not knowing the unknown, and here your whole life's been revolving around athletics and achievements and that, and you think it's all up in smoke and the rehab and the uncertainty and uh but six months later i was back in the ring and i i felt as as good as i ever have thanks to some great surgery uh, i don't have any problem whatsoever with the conditions set out by president jack tunney uh that's his ruling it seems <laughs> rather insignificant after what i explained earlier i've overcome the adversity with the arm and to me wearing a pad over top of it and and a match such as this uh it really doesn't bother me whatsoever. It really doesn't. You know, that's all I can really ask for is the opportunity, because America truly is the land of opportunity. And I plan on seizing that opportunity. Because, you see, I'm going to beat Yokozuna, and I'm going to become the next World Wrestling Federation champion. I'll do it for me. I'll do it for you. And by God, I'll do it for America. Well, Bobby Heenan, your thoughts on Lex Luger? The man is baffling. You know, I can understand you wanting to win the title for yourself. Greed is a good trait. And I can vaguely understand you wanting to win it for the humanoids. But McMahon, why? Why would he put a burden on his back, on his shoulders like this? Why would he make a comment that he wants to do it for everyone in the United States of America? Why would he waste his time? What's America ever done for you? You have to make it yourself. Minute, please, you let, me, let, me, let me explain something to you about Lex Luger. Lex Luger has been crisscrossing this great nation, as you well know, on the Lex Express. He's been meeting the real people, if you would. And as such, no one has the pulse of America quite like Lex Luger. To me, this isn't a burden for Lex Luger. And Lex Luger doesn't look at this as a burden. Lex Luger looks at this as an opportunity. This is the land of opportunity. This is America. Lex Luger looks at this as 
almost like the Olympics, I would think, where Mr. Luger has an opportunity to, to win the gold medal. In this case, the gold medal is the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Lex Luger brings with him the dreams of every red-blooded American into that ring with him at SummerSlam, Bobby Heenan. Lex Luger looks at this not as a burden, but as an opportunity, as indeed, I believe, a privilege. And as such, I think Lex Luger has already established himself as a champion. Well, you want to talk about champions? Let's talk about champions. Let's talk about the 568-pound, maybe 600-pound, by the time the bell rings, Yokozuna. There's the champion holding the gold now. Vince doing everything in his power to try and push that hell out of Lex Luger. It had so much potential, Lex Luger, and it uh, unfortunately failed. But uh, we are now Yokozuna in the ring with his geisha ladies, presenting him with some flowers. Mike Kyoda is going to be our referee. champion than Yokozuna. Oh, there has never been one. He may be close to 600 pounds right now. Fuji's got him really bumped up for this one. I understand he's been going for that salt lick a lot too. Putting over the uh, the massiveness of Yokozuna, but for a 568 pounder, boy can he move. And here he comes, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Singlet, singlet mode, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Muller and all. American flag and 2x4 at hand. Hacksaw is back. He is back for revenge. After being taken out by Yokozuna. Six months or so ago, Vladimir in the crowd there waving a flag. Front and centre as always. Saw Mr. Fuji holding Yokozuna back in the corner. Yokozuna still hasn't taken off his uh, his uh, kimono, I guess it's called. Yes, I guess it's a kimono. Corner to corner goes Jim Duggan with old glory, waving it proudly, as are the crowd with their little mini flags. USA chant, as you would expect, when Jim Duggan is in the ring. And you can hear this capacity crowd in the background. They've got it. USA, USA. And you know it's going to shake the palace at Auburn Hills just one week from tomorrow night as Hacksaw Jim Duggan tosses out those red, white, and blue wristbands to some lucky fans. Literally hundreds of thousands have joined the Lex Luger call to action campaign. What? Fuji doesn't even know how to deal with that, and I'm sure James E. Duggan doesn't either. Duggan is ready to go. He is very anxious. Hugo takes off his kimono. He's got his uh, traditional uh, red sumo trunks on with a black belt. Mr. Fuji now exiting the ring. Mr. Fuji with his Japanese flag. The bell has rung and we are underway. Camera angle through the legs of uh, Yokozuna. 
Mr. Fuji, yeah. Outside now, Yokozuna turns and faces the corner and Jim Duggan attacks from behind before the ceremonial salt can be thrown. Jim Duggan now in the corner, Pepper and Yokozuna with big right hands. Pummel, 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 big right hands. Jim Duggan now pointing to his 2 by 4 he's got his 2 by 4 in the ring. Referee will stop that. Mike Kielder takes off the 2 by 4 Oh, big shot from behind from Yoko. And again, thrust to the throat by the WWF champion. I believe this is a non-title occurrence. Jim Duggan being put over the uh, middle rope. Mr. Fuji, oh, with a cheap shot with the end of the flag. And we are going to commercial break. Wendy, how's dinner coming? Dad, it's going to be another 20 minutes. There are times you're so hungry. I'm going to go for a walk. Only a trip to Wendy's will do. Big, big and classic, please. Hungry, huh? Introducing our biggest classic, a quarter pound of fresh beef, cheese, three big strips of bacon, plus the works on a toasted Kaiser bun. Man, Dad hit the spot. Come try Wendy's new big bacon classic, but come hungry. It's almost ready, Dad. That's okay. No hurry. You know, working at AutoZone is more than looking up parts or ringing up sales. Most of all, it's, it's listening. Because my customers know more about their cars than I'll ever know. They know every rattle by heart. I mean, that car is their baby. So when they've got a problem they're going to fix for themselves, I'm going to do my best to help them get whatever they need, no matter what it takes. Because people like that, they don't deserve anything less than the best I can give them. Back school shopping. Oh, perfect. Too shiny. Perfect. Too flat. No way. You look like a perfect little gentleman. Gentleman? Don't make that face at me. Mom, now can we go to Foot Locker? For back to school shopping that's perfect, get over to Foot Locker today. Is this fresh or what? Like a perfect little gentleman? Whoa! Back to school shopping at Foot Locker, where it all begins. Did you tell him to say that? Uh-uh, not me. This fall, here she comes. There's a new name for adventure on television. Briscoe County Jr. You care to try me? He's all action. You're not an outlaw. No. He's all excitement. And he's about to bust loose into your living room. Welcome to the Wild West Fox style. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. coming this week to Fox. Here, here. We are back, Irish whip by Yokozuna. Duggan's in the corner. Here comes Yoko. Duggan moves. Yoko hit nothing but corners there. He's down on one knee. Duggan down though. Duggan cannot take advantage quite yet. Crowd full of behind. The lens falls native. Yoko is uh, up, but he is very, very uh, sweaty. He had a lot taken out of him in this match by Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan, no slouch at all. Yoko with some shots to Duggan's back, but Duggan walking him off off the ropes. Big round by Duggan. Left. Right. Off the ropes comes Duggan. Oh, jumping clothesline there. Yoko is teetering. He's teetering. Duggan off the ropes. Clothesline again. 
Yoko's teetering, Yoko's teetering. Which way is he gonna if is he gonna go down? If so, which way? Duggan now off the ropes. Close the door, Yoko's down, Yoko's down! The crowd going absolute banana. Yoko is down. Duggan signalling for the three-point stand. Duggan is in the corner. He's down in the corner. And ah, Mr. Fuji tripped him. Mr. Fuji tripped Jim Duggan. Yoko is up though. Yoko is up. Duggan's in the corner though. He's looking at Yoko. He's looking at Mr. Fuji. Here comes Yoko. Ah, big splash in the corner. Duggan is down. Duggan down. Yoko's going up. Second rope on the inside. Second rope on the inside. Is he going for the bonsai? Bonsai! One, two, three, it's over. Yokozuna wins. I think Mr. Fuji's time Yoko to go up one more time. Duggan still down on on his back in the corner. Referee gets tossed to one side. Yoko's going up again. First rope, second rope, second rope on the inside. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? Here come the officials, but they're going to do nothing. Oh, they drag, they drag, they drag Duggan out of the ring. They drag Duggan out of the ring. Yoko's still on the second rope. Luckily the officials were there to drag out Jim Duggan, otherwise he could have been ended. Get a replay. Replay of the Bonsai drop. awaiting the presence of the reigning World Wrestling Federation champion Yokozuna along with Jim Cornette, James E. Cornette, Mr. Fuji. Duggan will never be the same again. You know, I just want to say that I've heard you make the statement, Vince McMahon. I've heard a lot of people make the statement that Lex Luger has awakened a sleeping giant. Well, I got news for you, brother. The great Yokozuna was never asleep. He was always a beast. But now, he's a rabid animal. He's a mad dog. You gripped him into a frenzy, and he's ready for SummerSlam, ready for Auburn Hills, ready for that palace, and ready to chew Lex Luger up and spit him out into bits. And Lex Luger, I want you to remember this. You asked for this match. You wanted the opportunity. You wanted to take the chance to win the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. So now, what you've got to do is take the responsibility on yourself. The actions that Yokozuna is going to take at SummerSlam will be on your head. I don't want it on my conscience. Mr. Fuji doesn't want it on his conscience. Yokozuna does not have a conscience. When you look at him, you see no pity, you see no fear, and you see no compassion. So at SummerSlam, Lex Luger, when that match takes place, when that first...
first bonsai drop lands on you, you're going to roll over with pain etched across your face, holding your insides together, and you're going to say, Jim Cornette, please stop Yokozuna. Please get him off of me. You know what I'm going to say, Luger? I'm going to say, I can't because it's gone too far, and it's on your head. So then when that second bonsai drop lands at SummerSlam, you're going to turn over with those cracked ribs, those internal injuries, with tears streaming down your face, tears of pain. You're going to look at Mr. Fuji, and you're going to say, please, Mr. Fuji, please call him off of me. Please, I can't take anymore. And Mr. Fuji's going to look at you, Luger, and he's going to say, I can't stop Yokozuna. I can't stop the beast, because it's gone too far. And right before that third bonsai drop lands on you, Luger, you're going to look up and you're going to see the face of fear. You're going to look into the eyes of the devil. You're going to see Yokozuna descending. And when he lands, Lex Luger, your career will be finished. The hopes, the dreams, and the prayers of all the millions of Americans who believe in Lex Luger will be smashed on the rocks forever. And the heartbeat of America will be silenced. SummerSlam, Lex Luger. Yokozuna will remain the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. Let's go! Is that man Yokozuna? Um, a few things there. Some great facials by Yoko as Jim uh, is given a great promo. As always, Jim Connett's wearing a lovely yellow uh, yellow jacket, red shirt, Marilyn Monroe tie. Very fetching. Jim Connett's got a very busy uh, few weeks here in the middle of August. He's obviously here with Yoko. He's obviously then back home in the Smoky Mountains putting on some great shows for the fine folk of the Smoky Mountain area. Worthy of being a role model? I mean... Who in the world would look up to, to someone like a Yokozuna? You might, Bobby Heenan. There may be a few others. But indeed, as far as I'm concerned, Lex Luger has already accepted the responsibility of being a role model. In my view, Lex Luger is already certifiably a bona fide American hero. We're now getting the classic Lex Luger music video. This has basically been a whole hour of putting uh, Lex Luger over, which is what you do, I suppose, in the go-home show. The go-home show before the pay-per-view is put over the, your main event, and uh, Vince has done this bombastically for this episode and a few other episodes. Basically, America. Vince is very, uh, I guess, very patriotic and very bombastic in his ways. We've got this... Uh, Lovely music video to enjoy.
We all depend on gasoline to fuel our engines. The problem is, some of us use it the wrong way. Never use gasoline to clean things, and never use it to remove things. You can't see gasoline vapors, but they are very dangerous. So keep it away from your children, or your whole life could change in the blink of an eye. Don't use gasoline indoors, and keep it tightly sealed, because what you can't see can kill you. Here in Mrs. Stone's kitchen, we've secretly replaced Jimmy's usual Pop-Tart with a Pillsbury toaster strudel. Let's see if he notices. Whoa, what's this? It's a Pillsbury toaster strudel. It's like a Pop-Tart. But better. It's got flaky crust, juicy filling. And check the icing. Where'd this come from? From your grocer's freezer. Cool. It's Pillsbury toaster strudel. Something better just popped up. Yeah. Karen McCoy was a real professional. Doing what? I robbed banks. J.T. Okay, Barker was not. But to pull off this job, they're just the right mix of pro... Take us 15 minutes to get into the bank and down to the vault. ...and con. I'd like to open the safety deposit box. Kim Basinger. This is just beautiful. Val Kilmer. Family jewels. The Real McCoy, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. He's manager of one of Apple Computer's key technical support groups. DeVry graduate Cameron Burse is on his way up. I work with a wide variety of technologies and people. Because of DeVry, I can apply my knowledge to all of them. At DeVry, you earn a bachelor's degree that fits today's business opportunities. DeVry gave me solid problem-solving skills to get the job done, and that's what the boss likes. For information on business and technology programs, call anytime. 1-800-247-7800. DeVry, we're serious about success. Chris is one cop that's going to make you sweat. Silk Stockings, an all-new season on USA, starting Monday, September 13th. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Jurassic Park, where the giant dinosaurs live again with all the excitement of the movie. Look for the J.P. Mark only at Jurassic Park. Bart's Nightmare is now on Genesis. Take to the skies as Bartman. Battle Homer Kong and more in Bart's Nightmare. For Genesis, it's a dream come true. If your old cards can't cut it anymore, get a new deck of bicycle cards because your reputation is on the table. We certainly hope you have enjoyed the Summer Slam Spectacular. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for the next two weeks, you will not see Monday Night Raw. The Whoa! They won't see Monday Night Raw. Where will we be? Well, we're preempted. The USA Network, ladies and gentlemen. Not the dog show. No, it's not the dog show. It's the U.S. Open right here for the next two Mondays on the USA Whoa, Network. Whoa, you mean they've, they're taking me off the air to put on a bunch of 110-pound guys in little white dresses throwing up a badminton ball whoa, whoa, trying whoa, whoa. to waffle each other? Bobby. I've got to be. I'll get my agent. I'll be on Monday... Take it easy. You're going to be one week from tonight in suburban Detroit at Auburn Hills. You're going to be on the pay-per-view broadcast. Oh, that's okay, then. And indeed, we do invite you all to join us, ladies and gentlemen, for SummerSlam. And if you're not lucky enough to have a ticket in the front row at Auburn Hills in the Palace, well, you can have one right there in your own living room via pay-per-view. There's no telling what's going to happen at the SummerSlam Spectacular. You can always expect lots of surprises and action as only the WWF can bring you on pay-per-view. So again, we invite you to join us one week from tonight on pay-per-view for SummerSlam.
I will be there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We've just watched the Summer Slam Spectacular. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I know there wasn't a lot of talking from me, but there was a lot of promos, a lot of hype for the next Monday's event. So, next Monday, we will be showing, th- we will be watching three matches. We'll be watching Intercontinental, the tag team, and the World Heavyweight Title match. But don't worry, we will be going through the rest of the the rest of the results and the rest of the what's happenings in and around the wrestling world as we do each and every week. This has been episode ten of the Monday Night Project, where we have covered the Summer Slam Spectacular One Hour Edition. Thank you very much for your continued support. Please do not forget to follow the shows over at Memphis Cast on Twitter. Also follow the network at PTBN Wrestling. We uh, have, don't forget, you can follow our other show uh, each and every Saturday, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, where we basically do this, but with classic and Memphis wrestling. We can be found on all good podcast suppliers. So thank you very much for listening. Hopefully the rest of your week will be a fine one. Our views do not match those of the WWE. And until next time. Cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged sky And up a cloudy draw Their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky For he saw the riders coming hard And he heard their mournful cry Get the eye Their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat He's riding hard to catch that herd, but he ain't caught them yet Cause they've got to ride forever on that range up in the sky All the horses snorting fire As they ride on, hear their cry Riders loped on by him, he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from hell riding on our range, then cowboy, change your ways. They are with us, you will ride, trying to catch the devil's herd across these endless skies. 
Yippee! Yippee! 